This episode of Humans of Stubbins Point is brought to you by Terry's Adrift Thrift. Hey there, Stubbins Point. It's your old pal Terry from the ferry. Rhyme unintentional. I've got news finally for all of you who have been asking me what's new and I say nothing. I've been driving the ferry. I finally have news so you can stop asking. I affectionately call it Terry's side hustle. Have you ever left your wallet or your keys or a sweatshirt from Martha's Vineyard, which is not appropriate? You can buy it back from me now. Terry's Adrift Thrift is now selling everything you've left behind. I will not return it, but I will sell it to you at a deep, deep, deep discount. You can buy quarters that I find under the chairs for 75 cents. You can buy snacks that I have not eaten because I do not care for bugles for $3. Things for my cat will not be sold because cat toys are very expensive and she tends to knock them off the boat. But everything else is up for grabs. Terry's Adrift Thrift. Buy crap, leave crap, trade crap, but I don't take crap. Tuning in to Humans of Stubbins Point. I am your host, Hunter Radabaugh, coming to you live from the Howard J. Flubbins Memorial School of Broadcasting here at the Stubbins Point University, located on beautiful Stubbins Point Island, Delaware. And joining me, as always, is Spencer Winworth. <laughs> and I I'm Cam. Spencer, why are you shaking your fist back? <sighs> why are you in a full suit? I'm in a full suit. I'm in a full Spence Quig because I'm very excited because I have an announcement and I have been waiting yeah, to share it on but, there. B- but before we get to that, let's check in with each other. Hey, Hunter, how's your week? My week's been going pretty good. I'm excited for Cinco de Mayo on the island, which oh. is tomorrow. Cinco, Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de Mayo. It's a holiday that... It is celebrated in America, but it's mainly a Mexican holiday where the nation of Mexico celebrates their independence. That's pretty awesome. So wait, so Mexico's not one of the states? No, Mexico is a completely separate country. There is a new Mexico that is one of the states. Oh, that's rude. Yeah, but old Mexico is a sovereign nation. They also call it Mexico. Yeah, wait, was it called old Mexico when it was founded? 
It was not. Like they knew that New Mexico was coming and they were like, it's the olden timey days. Let's name this Old Mexico. There's also a New York, but I don't believe there's an Old York. There's a York, though. There is a York. Yeah. Do you think there's any old things? Well, there's Old York. I mean, you don't know Old York? Is there an Old York on Stubbins Point? Yeah, yeah. He lives under the bridge next to uh, oh. next to Turbulence Fountain. Oh. I didn't know that was his name, but he did threaten to bite me once. Yeah, he does that. Is he the guy that uh, sells oil under the bridge? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I never knew his name. All kinds of different oil. Wait, he tried to sell you something? He just threatened to bite me. Well, that's that's how he introduces himself. He's got to keep those two for sharp. It's a branding technique. So, how was your week, Cam? Oh, you know, um, my week was pretty good. It, it was a little weird because, uh, as we know, uh, Spencer was pretending to be me last week. Uh, it was because I my voice was uh, very hoarse from yelling for four straight days as I was high on wandering Krakra. Yeah. Uh, but as you can tell, my voice feels so much better, and I'm feeling on top of the world today in my suit. Sorry. Cam, go ahead and tell me about your week. I, I think I will. Well, this is really about you, though, Spencer, because I, I understand that you <laughs> thought you sounded like me, but you really didn't have to go around campus trying to do the things that I do. I mean, you were in the lunchroom when I got there serving the sloppy gyms. I was. And uh, you were outside raking the leaves that were inexplicably on the ground in the spring. I was. I actually spent uh, an hour just flipping the uh, population count on the big board down by the dock, just back and forth between 7,442 and 7,443. Is that because your heart kept stopping? Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was living, so I wanted to make sure if I was dying that my last moment on Earth was to make sure that Stubbins Point had an accurate population count. Through the Freedom of Information Act, I actually got this public record from the courthouse that says you tried to temporarily legally change your name to Cam. That is true. Uh, Sometimes when I role play a little too hard or I method act too hard, I go overboard, and that may have been the line. I think that was the line. And that's when I decided to uh, come back down and become Spencer Danielson Wentworth again. Well, Spencer Danielson Wentworth again, I can tell you are just bursting with excitement to tell us whatever it is that you're about to tell us. So why don't you go ahead and get it out? Okay. Okay. Ophelia looks very nervous. Oh, Oh, yeah. We didn't check in with Ophelia. Spencer, hold on with your announcement. Ophelia, how, how was your week? We still have a little bit of a link, so I think I could share. Oh, interesting. What'd she say? Oh, she said that she was confused last week also because she kept thinking that Spencer was Cam. Don't steal my friend, Spencer. She did spend a little bit of time on my shoulder, and it was very soft. We've talked about this. She lives on my person, not on your person. Well. So, Spencer, why don't you go <laughs> ahead and... Oh, wait, one more thing. No! I heard that uh, Camille was in her academic advisor's office for quite a while, so I might have a major, buddy. Oh! That's exciting. I am excited. Population count of the Howard J. Flubbins Memorial School of Broadcasting, two. All right, so Spencer, why don't you go ahead? Wait, Cam, did you have one more thing you wanted to say? Uh, Maybe, but I want Spencer to start telling us, and then I'm going to interrupt him. Okay. Uh, Okay. I... Okay, Hunter, we didn't check in with the table. Oak. Good, solid table. Uh, Yeah, it's a good table. Table, how was your week? 
Hunter, do you have a mental link with the table? I have a feeling the table okay. had a pretty good Okay, okay. At this point, I think you guys are trying to do this. Yep. Are you... T- you're trying to yep, do this. That, that is completely accurate. We're 100% okay. trying to do that. Okay. I'm going to explode. I, Spencer Danielson Wentworth, would like to take this moment with you two and the listeners, both live and retroactively listening to this on the mainland, to officially announce, in conjunction with the Stubbins Point student government, that I declare myself... Oh my a con- gosh. A confirmed Just- candidate in the running for the office of Stebbins Point University student body president. Yeah! And the crowd is incredibly surprised. Yeah. Oh, I forgot my drum roll. Drum roll, please. You can't do a you retroactive get- drum roll. Yeah. I, Spencer Danielson Wentworth, would like to take this moment. We don't need to hear the whole okay. thing again. Guys, I'm running for student body president. Are you surprised? Tell me you're surprised. <laughs> Spencer, I love you. I'm happy for you, and I'm glad you're running. Thank you, thank but you, I'm not thank surprised. You. You're not? No. I did such a good job of keeping this under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah, good job. All of your nice Wait, covers. Did you really see this coming? You openly said nice cover, Spencer, on air multiple times what? to yourself. What? Okay, I'm... I may have accidentally said pickle relish for president when I was high, but that didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't say I was running for president. You've been subtly hinting that you wanted to since like maybe Uh, our third episode. I don't know about that. Okay, but let's get down to brass tacks here because, I mean, I get it. You were really excited to share, but... You know better than anyone, because I know you've researched it endlessly, that announcing your candidacy on air does not officially make you a candidate. You haven't gone through the proper process yet. And as I understand, Stubbins Point Student Government Association elections are a particularly brutal process. They are a hashtag doozy. To say the least. It's not as simple as just voting for the listeners on the mainland. There's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Well, first of all, are you prepared to put your name in the moblet of fire? I am more than prepared. To, to say that I was born ready might be an understatement. To say that this is what I've been building towards my entire life might also be an understatement. I am ready to enter my name into the moblet of fire Okay. And I am ready to be chosen. Okay, but who's going to be in your mo- mob and who are you going to convince to light themselves on fire so you can throw a paper with your name on it in the middle? Also, do you have the ceremonial knife for the lemur cat pit ceremony in which you must use your own blood to inspire a lemur to eat a cat? Yes, uh, I will take one question at a time. I will start with who am I lighting on fire? Well, my friend from the Myers Briggs Club. Doesn't know yet that I have. You mean the person that you plotted to kill? Oh, okay. On air, I didn't plot to kill this person on air. I was way. I was discerning. Not. I was discerning my options on how I could get access to the mainland again. Should I choose to ever go back? Now, uh, my friend, the other member of the Myers Briggs Club, uh, has by. Being a member of the Myers-Briggs Club, uh, signed a contract that he will uh, do for me as as I bid. Wait, and you have a slave? <laughs> okay. 
That is a strong word. It sounds like you just said you tricked a person into signing an indenture. <laughs> that is so far off from what I just said. I said he signed a contract when joining the Myers-Briggs Club that he would do as I bid. That did not mean that he is my S-L-A-V-E. But it includes you lighting him on fire. It includes uh, me. Okay. I think for the listeners, this is getting out of hand. I should clarify, he doesn't have to die no, to no, light no. himself on fire. Well, no, you wear the moblet of fire You hat. wear the moblet of fire. Yeah. You, you light the moblet of fire. It flames around you, but it's it's a relatively safe process. But you need three people. I guess you could you could tell... What, what's this person's name who's in the Myers-Briggs Club? Uh... Tan. You, you don't know his name. <laughs> Tan. His I think name it's Tan. Tan. It might be Dan. I think it's Tan. Tan? Like with a T? With a T. Okay. Tan. Like for Tanner? I think so. All right. Maybe it's Danner. Dancer? I don't remember. It's irrelevant. But we're lighting him on fire. That's the important part. We're lighting him on fire, and that's the important part. So given, Spencer for president. Given this contract that you have, why don't you just tell Tan before you light him on fire to find two more people to get lit on fire. I think I will do that. That is a great idea. It Ken. could be like a triangle st- scheme. All right. Dealing with the problematic organization of the Myers-Briggs Club aside, uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your platform as a I candidate to. for Stubbins Point University student body president? Well, but you're not actually a candidate yet. I am uh, not officially a candidate yet. Once I do the moblet of fire, and once I do the uh, the bone knife, uh, cat blood uh, circle, then I will officially be in the ring and in the running. We did kind of glaze over that. Spencer has to cut open his thumb with a bone knife, have a lemur smell it, and then the lemur selects a cat to devour. And if they devour the red cat, Spencer is disqualified from the election. So you got to really hope that doesn't happen. I got to really hope, but I uh, would love Ophelia to be my uh, lemur of choice, Cam, if you think she may be up for the up for the task. Uh, as I've said before, I don't make decisions for Ophelia. You'll have to ask her. Sure. Ophelia, would you be my lemur of choice? <laughs> she said her island name, so I'm going to take that as a yes. I will take that as a yes. All right. So my platform, here's the thing. I had written 432 pages of a campaign platform, but then last night I was discerning and I decided to throw it out. And here's why. So you don't have a platform? I don't have a platform, but the reason being is because I want to be about transparency. I am all about being open and honest is with my constituents. Is that why you plotted a murder on air? That is why I, I discussed options in front of the national public, and that is why I am discussing my platform in real time with the listeners. Okay, so first question, how does it make you more transparent to write down all of your thoughts and then destroy them so that no one can read them? Because I am starting from scratch, because I want our listeners to know that they were with me from day one, and day one is today, assuming that I find a moblet of fire, and I also yeah. uh, have the cat not yeah. select the red. You have to put lemur. your name in that cup. Yes. So, Spencer, I actually have a couple questions about the burning issues at Stubboo, mm-hmm. but before we get to that... We're going to talk about campaign slogans? Uh, <laughs> we can do that, but 
I also have a new demo tape that I am going to play on Hunter's Music Spins. I need to think of a better name for that. Yes, you do. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> so, this is a local band from Stubbins Point, mm-hmm. as has been every other band that we've played. This one is called Pop Punk Power Posies. Uh, and this song is called Flower Power hour in the shower. How's it going, Stubbins Point? My name is Taffeta Stardust. And I want you to take a journey with me through the mind of the whale Pop Punk Power Posies with Flower Power Hour in the Shower. Yeah. We call them the peas. Spencer Wentworth, worthy of your vote. Spencer Wentworth, putting the U back in Stubbins Point University. He was doing this during the entire music break, by the way. Yeah. I am just listing off some of the slogans I have come up with. Spencer Wentworth, 56 student orgs, four majors, one clear choice. Spencer Wentworth. Are you? Are we supposed to be voting on these? I What's going on? How do you? This is a, a transparent democratic what, process. Why don't do we ask? Do why don't we ask the listeners to call in and 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 let us know which oh, one sure. we like the most? Because apparently we have a phone. Time. We do. Yep. If you're listening to this in real time, go ahead and call in. Oh wait. Wait. Once again, we've never given out the phone number. So, uh, it's. I think you just. Pick up the phone and yell Howard J. Flubbins into the phone, and it kind of connects you to mm-hmm. us. Technology the is operator. amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's ringing. <gasps> uh, hello? Hello, this is Cam. And this is presidential candidate Spencer Danielson Wentworth. No, sir, sir, this is not the sputtering blowhole. That's in Rat Job Cove. But oh. it's so good, though. Hey. Yeah, get me a get me an iced tea is better than Mershka Hargate on SVU. You, and you, you can't order <laughs> you can't order drinks. Well, I'm going phone. to the blowhole right after this, guys. And remember to vote for Spencer Wentworth. Oh, he hung up. Oh, okay. Spencer Wentworth, ha cha cha. I like that. That would one. be the most accurate. That's sure. that's probably the best one. Wait, I got one more. Spencer Wentworth. He's not Slipknot. He's not Slipknot. That's true. But and you, you said, do play Slipknot at every barbecue. Yeah. I do. 
How about Spencer Wentworth, almost as cool as Spencer Walrath? Ooh. Mm. Yeah. You know, Spencer Walrath is my spirit animal, I've decided, and I will take that as a compliment. So, I have a couple questions since hit me. you want to... Is that one of them? Spencer Wentworth, hit me. Yes, Spencer Wentworth, hit me. If you're going to go through the very grueling debate process mm-hmm. that is a Stubbins Point student election, uh, I understand there's 10 rounds of debate. 10 rounds and, of debate. And some of them are filled with various Double Dare-esque challenges. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to focus more on the mental side and ask you a couple questions about issues that plague us as a student body. Hit me. All right. Lemur Ha-cha-cha. tunnels. What was it? Lemur tunnels. They've been known to collapse around campus, sometimes swallowing and devouring students mm-hmm. who then it takes days to rescue. Sure. So what would you do to resolve the collapse of lemur tunnels under the student walkways? You know, uh, Hunter, may I call you Hunter? Thank you so much for your question. What the hell? Uh, I'm going to my presidential voice. Hunter, thank you for your question. Uh, I think regarding the tunnels collapsing on students, uh, we have a couple different options here. Uh, One, I think we can put uh, more signs at the entrances and exits of the tunnels to indicate that tunnels may collapse. So that way it is students' choice because I want the students to have the choice that they are in control. Wow. Second option, I think we could get some Jim Jim's pretzels and line the tunnels. They can even be sponsored by Jim Jim's Gymnasium and Pretzel Stand and line the tunnels with a coating so that it reinforces the structural integrity of the lemur tunnels. Well, I got to say, Spencer, you're mastering the art of sounding important while just spewing nonsense. Thank you so much. Equality any great president should have. Thank you so much, Hunter. All right. I got a couple more questions. Hit me. The fire that's been burning on the fourth floor of the Howard J. Flubbins Memorial School of Broadcasting for about 30 years, yeah. I found out. Turned green the other day. Most students, rightfully so, and myself included, are absolutely terrified of this fire because mm. while it never spreads, it also never goes out. While other students seem to think that this eternally burning flame is an important part of the school's history and should be given landmark status. Where do you stand on this issue? And remember, that's the fire we use to light the moblet of fire. Hunter, thank you so much for your question. May I call you Hunter? Hunter, thank you for your question. In regards to the fire on the fourth floor of the Howard J. Flubbins Memorial School of Broadcasting, I feel that we must find the balance between tradition and practicality. Traditionally, this fire has been burning for 30 years, and traditionally we use it to light the moblet of fire. But practicality speaking, we don't want our students being fearful for their lives. So I think as long as we have at least one student uh, man the fire at all times, that will let other students know that the fire is there, the fire is safe, and the fire is alive. You're going to make Tan do that, aren't you? I'm going to make Tan stand by the fire. Are you going to make him stand in the middle of the fire? Since Tan is the man, Stan will man the fire and stand for all of time. You are nonsense. So that about does it for this episode, but we do have a little bit of listener fan mail. But first, I want to congratulate Spencer Thank you on so much. his candidacy. What a revelation. I am looking forward to the next two to eight weeks since uh, voting day does not get declared uh, on the day that we all declare our candidacy. 
uh, they yeah. wait until we have enough yeah, candidates. You, you never know when it's going to be, which is exciting. And we find that uh, it actually delivers a higher voter turnout when you don't know when it's going to happen. Because you know when you put something in your calendar and you're like, I'm totally going to do that. And then like you just don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a great system, and I advise that the United States government also adopt mm-hmm. it. It's like Squander's Day. It's a floating holiday. And Mexico, because I found out, not a state. Not a state. Absolutely. Learning. So, Mailman Spencer, why don't you, uh, in your best presidential voice, read uh, this email? God, I hate this. Thank you so much for your question, Hunter. May I call you Hunter? Uh, <laughs> this email comes from uh, Jack from Atlanta. Uh, Jack says, hello, I am writing to you from Atlanta, which for your reference, Cam, is a city in the southeastern region, the cultural capital of the mainland, populated with the brightest people in the country. My dad was mugged there once. In the southeastern region? Your dad was no, hugged? in Atlanta. Oh, your dad, your dad was hugged in Atlanta? That sounds nice. Sorry, I interrupted. She says, I am a loyal listener of your enlightening podcast and have been eager to write in. My first comment is for Ophelia. You, my dear, are an inspiration to all of us fellow female journalists, as you do your part to influence the ratio of gender representation in contemporary broadcasting media. You may be the only female on an otherwise male-dominated podcast, but you are doing your part daily to smash the patriarchy, even as a woman of few words. You know what they say, if looks could kill. Trust me, Ophelia definitely does the dominating on this podcast. Yeah. She smashes our patriarchy so much. Okay, and Ophelia says, Jack, this penis party's got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho. This penis party's got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Ophelia, don't say P-E-N-I-S on air. Is she going to bite my penis off? Hashtag feminism. My second question is for everyone and stems from the many local businesses represented on your show through partnered advertising. After a few months of tuning in, I have started to pick out a local dialect and accent that is most noticeable in those sound bits. The accent is not unlike the accent of some folk in the region of the country where I live. How would you describe the local accent and why have your cast members and guests not have traces of it in their speech? Peace, love, and lemurs, Jack. Well, she just sounds lovely. Absolutely. Uh, well, one thing I've noticed is that with the Stubbins Point local dialect, is it's a bit of a dying art. Uh, a lot of the old-timers, for lack of a better term, have it, but the young people, not so much. Yeah, I mean, also, uh, we have a tendency to speak the way that our parents spoke, rather than what, you know, we, we didn't really come together on how we speak, if you've noticed uh, some of the business owners that have advertised, et cetera, very different uh, sorts of voices. Yeah. Sometimes it's also the first music video you saw on MTV. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. That, I know that yeah. had a pretty profound impact on me. I have a friend who sounds just like Tupac. Is your friend Tupac? Because I heard rumors that he w- he did die and then he came here. I will say that he sounds like Tupac. And Tupac, us, Tupac definitely sounded like Tupac. So you you discern what you will. The first music video I ever saw was on NPR. This episode of Humans of Stubbins Point was recorded and improvised in Chicago, Illinois. Spencer was portrayed by Ian Goldsmith. Cam was portrayed by Ben Rackle. 
Hunter was portrayed by Zane Rarick. Produced and edited by Zane Rarick. You can visit our website at stubbinspoint.org and email us at stubbinspointradio at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Thank you.